All right, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Fighting Daily. How are we doing on a Thursday? How are we doing this week? Happy Thursday. I've, uh, we got a little bit backed up this week with a whole bunch of other stuff. Getting ready for football season is the main reason. And then yesterday, uh, on Wednesday, we recorded a couple different podcasts that I do during uh, the football season. So anyway, we're back on a Thursday and we got a ton of stuff to get into. We have a couple things that I promised earlier in the week that we're going to deliver on today. The first is all the picks we made for college football season. We're going to go because I know it's kind of hard to keep track, right? We give a pick randomly on a Wednesday and then on Friday, we'll give a futures pick. So we're going to go over everything we've given for college football the last couple of months, pretty much. And then we will talk about also why you want to make those big plus money bets when you get a promotion, like a risk-free bet or a bonus bet or something like that. I mentioned earlier in the week, the like on the surface why, but we're going to detail about exactly why you want to do that today. And then we'll wrap things up with some week zero. I have a week zero pick to give out. So a lot of stuff to get into today. So let's just dive right in uh, with the picks that I've given out so far. Like I said, I, I understand that it's it's kind of tough to keep track of this stuff. So let's give it out right now. These are everything or every pick we've given out last couple of months. And I know some of these lines have changed, right? Some of these lines are different a little bit, but just, you know, that's how it goes. Lines are going to move. I'll let you know whether we got the best of it, worst of it, but these is, this is everything we've given out. So uh, we gave out UTEP plus two. They are at Jacksonville State. Uh, UTEP is currently minus one. So that's a very good line we got. UTEP plus two at Jacksonville State. We got the under 50 in Utah, Florida. So under 50 at Utah, Florida, that's week one. We also got Utah minus eight and a half. That is a terrible line for a couple of reasons we'll talk about in just a minute. We got Illinois minus nine and a half against Toledo. I'm not sure what that line's currently at, but I believe it's either a nine and a half or 10. But we got Illinois nine and a half against Toledo. And then we gave out LSU minus two against Florida State. And here's the thing with that line. I also said at some point during the last month or two, I, I we gave out LSU minus two in a handicap, but I also let the audience know that I also made for my own personal like portfolio, Florida State plus three and a half. Now that was a rogue number. It wasn't available for long. I think the line's actually back down to two or two and a half, but the line that we're counting for the show is LSU minus two. So at the end of the year, at the end of the week, whatever, the housekeeping, we're doing LSU minus two. But just so all of you know, I took a middle opportunity with Florida State plus three and a half for my own bet. So those are the bets we've given out, okay? Utah plus two, under 50 Utah, Florida, Utah minus eight and a half, Illinois minus nine and a half, and LSU minus two. So here's the reason why Utah minus eight and a half is, is not a good bet anymore. At the time of the bet, and this is the sacrifice you make, right? The benefit of making bets early is you cross the line on, on many opportunities and you, and you pick off a lot of stale, bad numbers. But the downside is not all the information is available yet. And one thing that we didn't know when we made the Utah bet minus eight and a half is Utah's quarterback, Cam Rising, and their maybe most important offensive piece this year, Brent Keithy, are both <laughs> still not even back playing. And we're a couple weeks away from the season. So, I mean, we're, you know, less than a, than a couple days away from week zero, but from when Utah plays. So that's not a good sign, obviously. Quarterback, number one offensive weapon are going to be out or potentially not even close to 100% for the first game of the year. Yeah, that's going to change things. So the line's currently five and a half Utah, and it may move more as information develops. But look, you're going to get good lines, Utah plus two. You're going to get bad lines, Utah minus eight and a half. 
that's the nature of it though. So those are all the futures bets that we have. Let's move on to the other topic that we mentioned earlier this week, why you should make these big plus money bets with a free bet or a risk-free bet or a bonus bet. Now let's quickly talk about what these promotions are. A risk-free bet and a free bet used to mean something different. The sports books have somehow combined the two and they use them interchangeably now, but what a free bet used to be was just that, a free bet. It was part of a like a sign-up bonus or a huge promotion where they would give you 50 bucks to make a bet, and if you made an even but an even money bet with the 50, they would give you back 100. Now, those are very, very rare. Those don't exist a lot, especially anymore. It's more when they're new in states or sign-up bonuses, but they do exist. You have to read the fine print, but those exist. Now, what you see more of is these bonus bets, these risk-free bets, which the difference used to be between a risk-free bet and a free bet was this risk-free bet was you make the bet, but you don't get the actual bet amount back. So let's say they give you a a $25 risk-free bet and you make a plus 200 and it wins, you would get back 50 bucks. Just the winnings. You just get back the winnings, not the original 25 you made the risk-free bet with. See, if we just make a bet with our own 25 out of our pocket and we hit on a two-to-one bet, we collect 75, the 25 we made the bet with and the 50 we won. With a risk-free bet or a bonus bet, that doesn't happen. We don't get the bet amount back, just the winnings. So that changes the math substantially in the way we want to approach these risk-free bets. So Here's here's what you want to do. It, it all comes down to expected value. That's why you want to make these large plus money bets when you get an, a, a, a risk-free bet or a bonus bet. And I would say like BetMGM is probably the most notable for doing this. They'll offer these a lot. So here's why that is. Okay, let's talk about EV or expected value. Expected value drives the bet. This drives whether a bet is good or not. And it drives how good a bet is, right? EV comes down to every single bet or opportunity on the board. You can boil down to an EV or at least a perceived EV. And for the typical better, for most people listening right now, the classic expected value for a minus 110 bet is about, and it's represented as a dollar amount, right? So if you're making a $100 bet, 110 to win 100, which is the classic bet, right? You bet $110 to win 100, the expected value for the classic better is about negative $4.50. So what that means is for every bet you make, you can expect to lose about $4.50. That's it for a minus 110 bet. So let's talk about the EV for a risk-free bet. If you now don't get the initial amount that you put back, if, if, if the house gives you a $100 free bet, Right, so the math changes a little bit, right? Because you you put 100 down on minus 110, it's going to pay back 91 dollars, 91 cents, roughly. So on a normal bet, you bet 100 to win 91, you get back 191. But with a risk-free bet or a bonus bet, you bet a 100 to win 91, you only walk away with 91. So the expected value for a free bet at minus 110 is about plus 45 dollars. Now, that's not bad. That's still a good thing, right? That's still plus. That's a bet you want to make. And obviously, it's going to help us that they're giving us a risk-free bet, but it's plus $45. So remember that number, okay? An expected value or the expected value for the average better minus 110 for a $100 free bet is about 45 bucks. But 
if you make a plus 400 bet, let's say, okay, let's go up to, to plus 400. Well, plus 400 for the average better, the implied, the implied odds say you'll win about 20% of the time. So you'll lose four out of five games, but those one out of five games you win, you'll hit that plus 400. So you'll win, what, 400 bucks and bring back 400. You'll, you won't win the, or you won't collect the additional 100 you made the free bet with, but you'll win the 400. So one out of five times you win 400, the other five times you lose, that means the expected value for a plus 400 bet is $80. So this is what determines good bets and bad bets or better bets and tremendous bets. The EV. An EV of plus $80 is obviously better than an EV of plus $45. And that's the difference here. That's why. It's all about EV. And the higher you go, the better it is. Now, not all plus money bets are created equal. And we'll get there in just a minute. But that's what I want everyone to, to take away from this is the reason why it's better to make these big plus money bets for a free bet or a risk-free bet or a bonus bet where you don't get the bet amount back is simply because the EV improves the better the number is, the higher the number is. But you don't just want to go search for the first plus 2,000 you can find because not all plus money bets are created equal. An example of this is like a first touchdown score in the NFL is a horrible bet to make no matter what. Because generally, there's going to be so much vig, so much household, and a first touchdown score a bet, that's not going to be a good, a good bet to make. So let's say you get a first touchdown score at plus 500, which is going to like usually be one of the favorites. That is going to come with such a heavy tax. It's not the same thing as a plus 500 in, say, a will a player hit a home run market. Okay, so for an individual Major League Baseball game, will a player hit a home run Yes, plus 500, no, minus 900. That's a typical bet you'll get. And we can calculate the household. The household on that, plus 500 for the yes, minus 900 for the no. Household's about 6.67%. Not great, okay, not good at all, but still, we can calculate that. Compared to the household on a first touchdown score bet, which you can also calculate, and that often comes out to 25 to 35% household. It's outrageous. So, all plus 500 bets are not created equal, and that goes for everything on the board. So you have to search. You have to do your own work and make sure you're getting a good plus 500 if you're going to you know, uh, apply the strategy with a risk-free bet. But it's better to do a long shot with a promotional bonus bet, risk-free bet, than it is to just try and you know double it down on a minus 100 or an even money bet. So it all comes down to the EV. All right, before we get out of here today, let's uh, talk about week zero. I do have a week zero pick, and it's the first game, big game, Navy-Notre Dame. I wanted to give a pick here because I have one, and it's a big TV game. So since a lot of people are going to be watching anyway, let's give our pick. It is Navy plus 11.5 in the first half. If you're interested in other week zero picks, I recommend go listen to College Football Tailgate. That's another show that I do. We give out plenty of picks for week zero college football tailgate. I give out a few more picks in that show, but we're going to give out Navy plus 11 and a half in the first half against Notre Dame. Uh, let's talk about the handicap here. First year head coach, Brian Newberry will have some questions to answer in terms of being a head coach, right? He's going to Ireland. It's a responsibility for the head coach to coordinate the team, make sure they're all ready to play. That's a big thing to, to do your first game as a head coach. But I, I, I trust him because in terms of the X's nose, he was a DC here for four years. He knows his defense, this team very well. 
and he knows the system well. He's talked about the importance of strong defense, but also strong offense. And in that offense, he loves the option. They're going to stick with the option, but expect to see many more wrinkles. He brought over an offensive coordinator he's worked with before who's going to try and implement new formations, new short passing, medium passing. Because remember, in the triple option, it's the vertical passing attack that's that's killed their opponents for so long. Navy wants to be more versatile. So I'm not even saying that I think Navy is going to have this great offense this year, and this is like the key and the recipe for them to start putting up a lot of points. But what I do think is, early in the season, week one, when Notre Dame has no idea really what to prep for outside of the option, it's going to cause some concerns, some wrinkles early in the game. Now, by halftime, do I think Notre Dame maybe turns it around and makes the adjustments? For sure. But the first half, Navy maybe gets some first downs, long sustained drive, with also the new rule this year, the clock's going to be ticking. I think that Navy's got an opportunity to do that in the first half with a lot of starters back, 17 total starters, both offense and defense. Navy knows this offense well, like I said, with all the wrinkles, with everything they have, both, and it's the proficiency that they execute the offense well, you know, in the, in the triple option anyway. I think they're going to be in, in, in a good spot. On top of all that, they're going to Ireland. So I think it's going to affect these big linemen more. They're going to get tired earlier in the game. And fatigue is going to be a big factor here. So I think that if Navy can run the ball, right, that run heavy, get some first downs, I think they can get some momentum offensively. Now, Notre Dame, I also think they're going to go vertical more. It's going to be a, a, a new look offense. It's exciting what Notre Dame is going to do. I just think maybe, you know, I can't say new offense good for one team, new offense bad for another team, but I just think that Notre Dame's going to have the ability to do what they want as the game opens up, but they're going to be more conservative in the first half, I believe, not want to do too many things, and I think 11.5 is a good number for for, for the first half. Now, here's the thing. There's a reason why we're playing the first half. A lot of people out there just play the first half because they want to get it over with. It looks like a better number, you know, like, like especially if you want to take the favorite, which we're not here. But if you want to take the favorite, they're like, yeah, I'd rather take Notre Dame minus 11 and a half than Notre Dame minus 20, right? So just because it's a smaller number doesn't mean it's a good reason to play first half. But there is a reason here, as we mentioned. Um, the first one is they're in Ireland. I think the, f- the fatigue factor is going to come on earlier for both teams, specifically Notre Dame's offensive line. But I think the fatigue factor is going to happen earlier in the game because of the travel. Um, it's it, it's also specifically because of the new look offense. Navy maybe has a chance to run the ball early in the game. As the game goes on, the more possessions, I think Notre Dame does have a chance to A, create turnovers and B, score themselves, but there's going to be fewer possessions in the first half. So as long as Navy can run the football and run that clock, I think they can make this a game early on. I also think Navy is going to do everything they can do going into halftime to make this thing close, right? Notre Dame's going to see what they're doing, maybe adjust, potentially score later in the game, but there's a reason we're playing the first half. I think Navy, Navy comes out with some wrinkles, surprises Notre Dame in the first half. And I will take Navy plus 11 and a half in the first half in week zero. Um, that's pretty much it. That's my pick for week zero. That does it for today's show. Appreciate everyone listening. We're back on track with the podcast. Stay tuned tomorrow. We'll do some deep dive stuff. We'll talk to you then right here on Sports Betting Day.